Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. Happy New Year to my beloved Raider Nation. May 2024 be as awesome as all you are. And speaking of awesome, thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for your amazing intro to Silver and Black Flashback. And I hope to keep on earning that praise you give me. And never to be left out is my man Murph, the host of the greatest Raiders podcast out there. Thanks so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio as well as having the chance to be a part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. And to Murph's co-hosts, Swag Jeff and Michelle, and all of the Silver and Black faithful listening around the world, I am proud as hell to bring you stories of the people and moments that helped make our Raiders history so glorious. Before going back into another classic moment of our Raiders' awesome history, I just want to talk really quick about two recent things that will forever be a part of our proud past. Since we were last together, our Raiders blasted the Chargers on their way to rolling up a team's single-game record of 63 points. And then they pounded the crap out of the Chiefs in their own stadium on Christmas Day. What a gift that was to see Patrick Mahomes crying and Travis Swift, oh, I mean Kelsey, throwing a temper tantrum with his girlfriend Taylor Swift looking on. Hey, Raider Nation, think she is going to write a song about that game? And as for the so-called Chiefs Kingdom booing their team, I mean really, booing a two-time Super Bowl champion? Ah, Chiefs Kingdom, my ass. There is only one fan base that can truly represent a team, and that is our beloved Raider freaking nation. Oh, that felt so damn good. 
And also, congrats to our Raiders ending the 2023 season on a high note with a win over Denver this past weekend. I see a very positive outlook for our team in 2024. And with all that being said, why not get on with this, our time together once again on this, the 67th episode of Silver and Black Flashback. The idea for this episode came to me after seeing a recent picture of Raider great Phil Villapiano standing next to Broadway Joe Namath of New York Jets fame. After seeing that picture, I reached into our vast vault of wild times and pulled out a story about one of the most vicious matchups in the history of the Raiders-Jets clashes. In 1967, both the Raiders and Jets were finally reaching success on the field after very little highlight moments with the lone exception being the Raiders winning 10 games in 1963. From 1960 through 1962, the Jets were called the Titans, and even though they were not that good, they still held a commanding 5-1 record against the Raiders during that time span. In 1963, the Titans became the Jets, and the matchups with the Raiders seemed to favor the home team. From 1963 through 1966, the Jets had a 2-1-1 record at home, and on the West Coast, our Raiders were 3-0-1 against New York. 1967 was a true breakout season for both teams during the American Football League's 10-year history. With flashy, superstar quarterback Joe Willie Namath lighting up the skies for 814 yards and five touchdowns in his previous two games, the Jets were at 2-1 and ready to play host to the perfect 3-0 Raiders at Shea Stadium. The Raiders' defense was nicknamed the 11 Angry Men and were a collection of wrecking machines and cleats led by massive defensive end Big Ben Davidson and imposing 6-foot-8-inch, 275-pounder that did not like Namath. But in all fairness to Namath, Davidson did not like any quarterbacks. He just loved to blast his way through the line and just devastate enemy quarterbacks with glee. Namath added fuel to the fire by claiming that the Raiders played dirty football. Now imagine that, Raider Nation. Our beloved badass is being accused of such a thing. Well, anyway, Broadway Joe Namath and his Jets were the top-ranked offense in the AFL, and the Raiders had the top-ranked defense when the two teams met on October 7th. The Eastern Division-leading Jets used their high-power offense to jump out to a 20-0 lead and went on to win 27-14 to hand the Raiders their first and only loss of the regular season. Two months went by, and by the middle of December, the Raiders already had the Western Division title clinched as they awaited a rematch with the Jets, this time at the Oakland Coliseum on December 17, 1967. After beating the Raiders in Week 3, the Jets ran off a 4-1-1 record until dropping two straight games heading into Oakland. At 7-4-1, the Jets were a half a game out of first place behind the Houston Oilers. Even though the Raiders were already heading to the playoffs, revenge was on their minds while the Jets needed a win to stay in the hunt for a division title. And so it was that on a cold 45-degree afternoon in Oakland, 53,011 fans piled into the Coliseum to watch these two rivals slug it out. Ben Davidson looked forward to this game all season long to seek out his buddy Joe Namath and punish him. Defensive tackle Dan Birdwell stated that Namath was a marked man. Yes, the 11 angry men were not only nasty, 
but hungry for some New York flesh-pounding. The hatred between these two teams ran deeper than the players, as even the coaching staffs accused each other of spying on opponents. The Jets felt that the Raiders were cheap-shot artists, and Oakland felt that New York grabbed and held far too much. The Raiders even accused game officials of protecting Namath any chance they could due to his popularity. The Raiders won the coin toss and elected to receive the opening kickoff. Their first possession was a quick one, as they were only able to gain five yards in three plays before punting. The Jets held on to the ball a little longer on their first possession, getting into Oakland territory at the 46-yard line before a clipping penalty knocked them back into their own territory, and two plays after that, they were forced to punt after holding possession for nearly three minutes. The Raiders got to midfield, but fullback Hewitt Dixon fumbled. The Jets took over on their own 48, and four plays later, Joe Namath found Don Maynard all alone in the end zone for a 29-yard touchdown. Jim Turner added the extra point, and with five minutes and 32 seconds left in the opening quarter, New York was up 7-0. The Raiders scored on their next series, with George Blanda connecting on a 36-yard field goal with 156 left in the first quarter to cut the Jets' lead to 7-3. New York controlled the first quarter by outgaining Oakland 128-58 yards. The Jets maintained their lead at the end of the first half by a 14-10 advantage. Namath recovered a Matt Snell fumble on the Oakland one and scored. The Raiders matched that with an 18-yard touchdown pass from Darrell, the Mad Bomber LaMonica, to Warren Wells. Both teams were sending fierce pass rushes at the quarterbacks, but the Raiders' nasty defense kicked up the fury on Namath in the second half. During the first half, Oakland's 11 angry men did not put much hurt on Namath, but all that changed with 12 minutes still remaining in the third quarter. On a third and six situation from the New York 21, Namath dropped back to pass. At the same time, six foot five, 270 pound defensive lineman Ike Lassiter came at Namath in full stride, at full speed, and with full force. The result was a straight on hit with a forearm into Namath's face just as he was about to release a pass. The pass over the middle was intercepted by John Williamson on the New York 31 and he returned the ball three yards to the New York 28. Seven plays later, LaMonica threw a go-ahead touchdown pass to running back Pete Banasak from four yards out, and following Blanda's extra point, the Raiders led 17-14 and never looked back. Williamson once again came through for the Raiders on New York's next offensive series. Jets running back Bill Mathis ran for 13 yards, but then fumbled, and Williamson recovered the ball, advanced at six yards to the Oakland 46. And three plays later, LaMonica fired his third scoring strike of the game, this one covering 47 yards to tight end Billy Cannon. Blanda's conversion kick then made it a 24-14 Oakland advantage with five minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter. Oakland added to their lead on their next possession of the fourth quarter. With only two and a half minutes off the clock, Roger Hagberg ran around the right side, and thanks to a huge block from guard Wayne Hawkins, he scored on a six-yard run, and Blanda's extra point then made the score 31-14. By this time, it became apparent that Joe Namath was going to have to unleash his golden right arm on almost every play. Up to this time, Namath was only sacked one time, with that coming late in the third quarter by Tom Keating. However, 
The lines were knocking each other around at a furious pace, with a lot of punching going on. Fights broke out all throughout the game, and 17 penalties were handed out, with nine going against the Raiders. With 11 minutes and 43 seconds left in the fourth quarter, one of those penalties against the Raiders went against Big Ben Davidson, and the end result was a picture forever frozen in time. In fact, the image about to be discussed was blown up and hung in the Raiders' offices for all to see as the years rolled along. On third down from his own 12-yard line, Namath dropped back to pass. Offensive lineman Winston Hill braced himself for another vicious attack by Ben Davidson. Hill thought he did a good job blocking him, but Davidson got through and was headed toward Namath. With the pocket breaking down, Namath took off on a broken play, unable to find an open receiver. At this point of the play, Davidson realized he had an excellent chance to drill Broadway Joe into the ground and went for it at full speed. He delivered a fierce blow to the left side of Namath's head. For sure, it was a cheap shot that knocked Namath's helmet off and leveled him into the ground. While Namath was falling and his helmet was already knocked off, the photo was taken that was proudly displayed in the Raiders' offices. Namath attempted to get up, and when he finally did, he staggered to the Oakland bench. He then realized, in his totally dazed state of mind, that he was on the wrong sideline. He then headed back into the huddle. Now, can you believe that, Raider Nation? All he wanted to do was stay in the game. Now, the Raiders might not have liked Namath at all, but they truly respected his toughness despite having a fractured cheekbone by this time. Now, this was a time when players were not rushed off the field with an injury. If you could stand, then you could still play. Through all the pain, Namath managed to throw a pair of late touchdown passes to George Sauer and another one to Maynard. The Raiders added one final touchdown on a Dixon three-yard run to make the final score 38-29. to And what a game this was. The Raiders piled up 455 yards of total offense, the Jets 464 yards, and Namath threw for 370 yards and three touchdowns despite the brutal beating he took. And not to be left out was the Mad Bombers' excellent performance. Daryl LaMonica lit up the skies over Oakland for 336 yards and three touchdowns. Joe Namath went on to become the first quarterback in professional football history to throw for over 4,000 yards in a single season. His 1967 record of 4,007 yards lasted until the San Diego Chargers' Dan Faust broke it in 1979 after the NFL expanded the schedule to 16 games while Broadway Joe did it over a 14-game schedule. As for the Jets, they lost out to the Houston Oilers for the Eastern Division title but still finished with an 8-5-1 record. And as for our Raiders, they went on to capture the AFL championship over the Houston Oilers before losing to the Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl II. And with that, my Silver and Black brothers and sisters, it brings us to an end of another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. Unfortunately, I am saddened to report that Raider Nation lost one of our own this past week. Jack Squirek was a linebacker on the 1983 Los Angeles Raiders Super Bowl championship team. His interception return for a touchdown at the end of the first half truly was the turning point of that crowning victory. My heartfelt sympathy goes out to Jack's family and friends at this difficult time. He was not only a Super Bowl hero, but one of the best people anyone could ever meet. He was a true gentleman, 
He was a loving and devoted husband and a loving and devoted father and grandfather. He was also a loving brother, uncle, and friend to so many. Thank you, my friend, for all the great memories. And rest in peace, number 58. You will definitely be missed. All right, my silver and black faithful, I love and thank you all for listening. What an awesome family we have. And now, all together, loud and proud, let's bring this one home. And how do we do it? With four simple words. So ready? One, two, three. Let me hear it, Matt, Bruce, and Bamba. Here we go. Love you, Raider Nation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.